Hola, and welcome to Spanish Answers, a podcast that gives you unas yavitas graves as you unlock your Spanish language adventure. I'm your host, Sarah, with Language Answers, and since it's been a bit since our last song sampler, I mean, you can see episodes 42 and 24 for Christmas song samplers, or episodes 33 through 35 for nursery rhymes and things related to that, you can also check out episodes 40 and 20 for our general song samplers. But other than that, it has been a little bit. So today's episode is going to focus on four unique styles of dance music that come to us from Spain and Puerto Rico. And there's going to be a heavy emphasis on the dance. So let's get started. These first two dances come from Spain, and they were an important part of my experience in Sevilla. The first one is flamenco, which is a traditional form of dance and music from Spain's Andalusia region. It's believed to have begun with the gitanos, or gypsies, who migrated from India to Spain between the 9th and 14th centuries, and then mixing with the Spanish, Sephardic, Jewish, and Moorish cultures. Seville, Spain, or as I like to say, Sevilla, is famous as one of the epicenters of flamenco culture, and it is everywhere there. There are many places you can go to enjoy a flamenco show, especially Café Cantantes, basically coffee houses that host flamenco shows. Now, there are three important elements to flamenco. El cante, or the song, el baile, the dance, and el toque, the music. Now, the cantaor, the singer, provides the narrative, providing a story or a legend for the dancer to connect to. The bailaor, or bailaora, male-female dancers, interpret the emotions of the song and convey them to the audience. The entire body is used from fancy footwork, similar to tap a bit, elegant hand positions and arm movements, and even the use, sometimes, of cassonettes. Women often wear a very stylized dress with ruffles and a train, as well as large flowers on one side of the head. The tocoar, or the guitarist, maintains the rhythm for the dancer's movements and is known for extremely fast strumming and improvisation. Now, flamenco has three types of musical styles known as palos. The first is the cante grande, meaning big song or important song, and this style is very emotional, very deep, and can focus on things like despair, death, or even religious doubt. Perhaps the oldest of the styles, it is also called cante hondo, which means profound or deep song. The second is cante intermedio, meaning intermediate song, and it basically lies somewhere in between the two other styles. So our third style is cante chico, meaning little song, and this style involves lighthearted, folkish, even happy songs. So it is less emotional, but it still requires a lot of technical skill. And if you'd like to learn more about this type of music, check out the show notes. I've got links to all of the articles that I read and all of the YouTube videos that I'll talk about in this show, uh, all of the resources as normal. So you can check out for more information Britannica's in-depth article on flamenco, as well as Rick Steve's short video on Sevilla, Spain, or you can check out Spain Traveler's complete introduction to flamenco. All of those are extremely helpful and will give you a really good idea of 
what flamenco is. Also, side note, flamenco can be performed as a pair with a man and a woman performing it together, but a lot of the videos I have below focus on just a female dancer. I love their outfits. Anyways, if you would like to see some examples of awesome flamenco dancing, check out the following videos from YouTube that I'm going to talk about. You'll note how the audience will join in with the dancer with shouts and how important clapping is to the rhythm as well. Also, did you know that there is a show called Spain's Got Talent? Check it out! What a great way to enjoy great music and other skills while practicing your Spanish listening skills. Now, the first video I have on the blog and in the show notes really highlights the sense of national pride that the Spaniards have in this form of traditional music. Their love for it is really cool and very moving. There's also a series of videos regarding a dancer called Macarena Ramirez and her performance on the show, The Dancer. So again, another potential new TV show to enjoy while practicing your Spanish skills. You're welcome. Anyways, Macarena is increíble. She's just amazing. You can really see in her videos how she affects the judges each time with her dancing. So in the first video, which is her audition, she actually designed the dress herself and is able to gracefully perform the dance despite how cumbersome the outfit must be. You can see how intense her core strength is just by how she bends and moves. So while this is an audition, which might explain why she doesn't have the traditional singer and guitarist, she still epically performs her dance and conveys so much emotion. She brings the audience, including the judges, to their feet. Incredible. The second video is her semi-finale, and it's not only fascinating because it's a really cool rendition of the story of Snow White, but you also have all of the classical elements of flamenco. You have the singer, the dancer, and the guitarist, as well as the clapping and the audience shouting and the castanets. It's a great, great semi-finale. Her last performance, the grand finale, is the last video regarding flamenco that I've got. And I really like this one because it shows all of the traditional elements as well, but Macarena starts the dance with traditional Spanish fans which are another really cool aspect of Spanish culture. My profesora at the University de Sevilla always had a fan with her and would just pull it out like nonchalantly and fan herself in the middle of class. It gets really, really hot in Sevilla in the summer and fall. It can be miserable. Anyways, you can also really feel the emotions of this song, especially with her facial expressions and shouting. You also really see the pride the Spanish have in this dance form at the end when the judges talk about it. They are really affected by her performance, and I just love it. Again, you should definitely check out these videos, especially if you're curious about what flamenco looks like and how it sounds, because it's pretty cool. Next, we have Sevillanas. Now, before I went to Spain, I would not have enjoyed this music at all. Nope. But... While I was there, I took a dance class on Sevillanas, and now it holds a very special place in my heart. Sevillanas come from Castile, Spain, from around the 15th century, and while they may look similar, Sevillanas are not the same as flamenco. True, they have three main elements, the dance, song, and music, just like in flamenco, but Sevillanas are a choreographed, pre-established routine. 
Flamenco is more about pure emotion and improvisation. Sevillanas are performed in groups, generally in pairs of two, and it can be male and female, but it can also be female and female. I actually don't know if men will dance with men. Anyways, the entire dance takes place in the area of a long imaginary rectangle. So the pair will constantly switch positions, and the movements of one's arms and hands are important, as well as the steps. There are generally four sections to each dance, la primera sevillana, la segunda, la tercera, y la cuarta, and the closing. As far as I can tell, sevillanas are similar in popularity among Spaniards in the way that various line dances are in America. So, sevillanas are performed at weddings, group gatherings, etc., but especially during feria. And I've included a link to a nice short video on kind of a snapshot into what feria looks like. But the traditional dresses for women are called traje gitanas, and they're colorful, swirling dresses, often with a polka dot pattern, that are just lovely. They add such a wonderful flair to the dance. And people will just break out into dances. I mean, you can dance them singly if you so desire. Kind of like doing the Charleston at a Lindy Hop event when you don't have a partner. Um, and if those two dances don't mean anything to you, I highly encourage a trip down YouTube to learn about them. They are super fun. But not what this episode is about. Now, if you would like to learn more about Sevillanas, you can check out these articles from puraaventura.com and andalucia.com. But in the meantime, there are also some helpful videos if you would like to see examples of Sevillanas. So the first video I'll talk about involves Alba y Andrea. So it's a video of two women doing a Sevillana together. I love the dresses. They are beautiful. In this video, notice how the two women tend to stay within the imaginary rectangle. Also pay attention to how their hands are constantly moving in graceful circles, with the fingers sometimes being placed in particular formations as they move up and down. The second video I have shows a male and female pair, and as you can see, it's an intimate, somewhat sensual dance, but the two do not touch until the end of the song, which is pretty traditional from what I was reading. Now, what do you think? Would you like to learn how to dance a Sevillana? If so, I've included links to tutorials on YouTube, which is super cool. So, there's a video that highlights the four different parts of the dance, another where a lady does a great job of breaking down the steps for your footwork, and another video, completely in Spanish, where a lady does a good job of breaking down the steps for your footwork and for the arm placements. And she goes slow enough that you can actually watch her hands and kind of analyze and study the hand and finger movements. And that concludes our exciting trip to the unique dances of Spain. Obviously, not all of the unique dances of Spain. Don't have time to do all of that, but just a few. Our next two dances come from Puerto Rico because I have in-laws from there and I wanted to delve a little deeper into their culture. So this is for you guys. The first style we'll talk about is plena. Now this style of folk music has roots from both Africa and Spain, as well as some bomba influence. That's going to be the next dance we talk about. And plena uses hand drums called penderetas, as well as maracas, congas, trumpets, panderos, or tambourines, accordions, a cuatro, which is a small Puerto Rican guitar, and gourds with indentations that you scrape 
musically called giros. Now, this dance can be danced as a couple as well. This music plena sounds a bit similar to the next one we'll talk about, bomba, but it's much more, I would say, relaxed, a lot more entertaining, a lot more happy, if you will. Like, it's just, it looks so much fun. It looks like so much fun to dance. In the videos I'm going to show you, the people who are dancing tend to be smiling, and it doesn't seem to be that they are smiling because that's what you do when you dance. Like, they genuinely seem to be enjoying themselves. But it's a very upbeat type of dance. I've included a video, a very short one, called La Plena de Puerto Rico, and it's done by professionals. The next video I have is not done by professionals. As far as I can tell, they seem to be maybe school-aged children, or perhaps they are young kids, youth, who are learning the dance and are performing for an audience there. So definitely not pro not professional, but still very lovely. It's a cute video, this next one, or the second one, and it basically shows a plena that's depicting a comical story of a wife and husband arguing. It's adorable. I, it's just a sweet performance. Definitely made me smile, so I hope it makes you smile as well. And then, of course, I have included a third video that explains how to do a plena. And the gal speaks completely in Spanish, so you can practice your Spanish while learning a new dance. And she basically walks you through step by step. There is also a longer video, I want to say it was like 14 minutes maybe, and that one is also completely in Spanish, but she shows you how to do a plena as well. So there you go. Enjoy. Uh, the plena was a bit harder to find examples on, which is why there's not quite as much information on it here. Wasn't able to find quite as many on YouTube. But for the bomba, that is a different story. I was able to find a lot on the bomba. So this dance comes from the African slaves who worked the Puerto Rican plantations. What's unique about bomba is that the dancer is the one who sets the rhythm, not the drummers. So you have the buleador, or the drummer who keeps the beat, and then the seguidor, or primo drummer, and seguidor, you know, like follower. But basically this guy follows the rhythm that the dancer sets. And interestingly enough, drums are also called bombas. Now the singer, because there's a singer as well, will usually be the one who plays the maraca. And an interesting fact is that while men used to dominate this dance, they use aggressive jerks while dancing, whereas the women used to be more conservative and have shy movements. It appears now that women are basically the stars of the show, because now they have aggressive and proud skirt movements. And it looks really cool. Maybe I just have a thing for dances where the skirts just billow around the woman like the whole time. I don't know, but it looks really cool. I love these dances. Now, when a bomba dance begins, generally the dancers create a circle called el bate with the musicians and singers, and a single voice will start by singing a phrase, which the chorus responds. Then the dancer enters the circle, salutes the drummers to show them respect, and then begins improvised dancing, or piquetes, or rather, steps. So there are obviously foundational steps and movements, but the dancer improvises based on how she's feeling and inspired by the, the music and the beats. It's, it's pretty cool. So I have, of course, included some videos for this. 
The first video is a good explanation and demonstration of what bomba is. It's Puerto Rico is bomba. And in this video, you can really see the importance that the dance has in Puerto Rican culture. There is also a video from the If Cities Could Dance series, which I hadn't heard of till I started researching this, these dances, but it shows how important the dance, the bomba, is to Puerto Rican culture as well. It's a beautifully done video, giving glimpses into everyday life for Puerto Ricans while also demonstrating the style, passion, and beauty of bomba. They also did a great video that explained some basic steps for bomba. So I have included a link to that, and if you would like to learn some basics to bomba, go ahead and check that out. If you want to see more videos that explain how to do bomba, I've included one other one where the lady also does a good job of walking you through a basic bomba step. You can learn more about bomba and planas at discoverpuertorico.com or britannica.com. Both of these articles have further information, so if you're really curious about these dances, please do check them out. That's all for today. Normally we would have a cultural tip following this segment, but because this whole segment is essentially a cultural tip wrapped into a normal episode, we're going to skip cultural tip this week and pick it up again in two weeks. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you go and check out at least some of these videos because the dances are so unique and so fascinating and so worth knowing about. But I hope that this has intrigued you at the very least and I will talk to you in two weeks. The plan is we will cover the differences between allí, acá, aquí, and other similar words. So be sure to tune in. Well, that's all for today. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to check out the show notes for links to the resources I used for this episode. If you would prefer to read an approximate transcription of today's episode, you can also visit the episode's blog. I would love to help you on your Spanish journey, so if you have any questions about Spanish culture or grammar, or if you need a Spanish to English translator or language consultant, you can reach me at contact at languageanswers.com or visit my website for more information at www.languageanswers.com. Remember, learning a language is a lifelong journey. Aprovechalo, disfrútalo y compártelo. See you in two weeks. Hasta luego.